Then enter businessman. He comes in with briefcase and suit, and he hates Christmas. He hates holidays. He is a tough businessman. And so then he he meets, he runs into female character multiple times. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers by writers. I'm Larissa. And I'm LJ. This week, we are talking about Tropes Part 2, where we go further into our very, very, very long list of tropes and just give our thoughts on them. Today, I get to be a hater again and talk about enemies to lovers. Uh, Sorry for alienating half of you, uh, but I'm also not sorry because everybody has their own opinions, and that's basically what this episode is all about. You can follow us on Instagram at larissagalt.author. And at LJ underscore writes with two S's. Episodes contain swearing. Alright, back on this stuff. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy to be home, dude. Not doing homework. Oh my god. Mood. Yeah, I'm uh, setting up classes for the fall semester already, um, which a lot of people don't have to do, but because I'm going to a new school, I'm getting ahead. Mm, Yeah. Things like that. But transferring is a mess, and figuring out where I'm going to be most of the time, and things like that, and the school is 45 minutes away from my house, and yeah. So. It's it's complicated, to say the least, but last week, we delved into, well, two weeks ago, last episode, we delved into summer fun, into chaos, into tropes, and we basically talked about not even the first half. We got maybe through like a quarter of our trope list, so we're <laughs> going to try and uh, focus, but we can also do a longer episode today, so if you're like, whoa, at the timestamp on this, uh, just roll with it. Just roll with it. Uh, it's going to be fun. I promise we'll make it worth your while. So... <laughs> will we? Will we? <laughs> if we end up having like a two-hour episode and you listen to this, I applaud you. I applaud you. Honestly, right. Exactly. Uh, also, I just immediately forgot what I was going to say. Nope, no, I got it. I was like, that was going to be a funny transition, and then I forgot. No, no, no. Being serious, um, we're not going to mention the unmentionable that made an appearance in the first five minutes of our previous episode, so mm-hmm. you're fine. You can continue. You don't have to be afraid of that, I promise. You can listen not in fear. We are not going to do an episode on the unmentionable in quite some time, if we do it at all, if I manage to convince myself to stoop that low. Um, absolutely but tropes that we talked about uh, last episode we talked about found family and different types of love troops like uh, unrequited love and and this like dark past reluctant mentor eager student then we I think we spent a little bit of time on like bully turns nice guy or nice girl and that was interesting I think so we had some good opinions about that Uh, undercover rags to riches miscommunication mistaken identity Antihero by Taylor Swift. Uh, sport then, romances. Then we talked about sports romances. And Ooh. we mentioned that I'm a fan of the himbo sports romances where the woman has no clue what is going on. And Nani has class and does like sports. <laughs> so she said, give me all the smart sports romances. Mm-hmm. Where, and so if you guys have any recommendations, 
seriously, come into our DMs and tell us about Please. these fourth romance books. Please send them. And if you think that there's, like, a pretty tame sport where, like, the woman isn't, like, super, super knowledgeable, but she's not a total himbo, you can still send it to me. Uh, I don't have a favorite sport because I don't like them. But I might read it. I might get it from the library. I hate them all equally. I do. I, I, there's no sport that is greater or worse than the other, with very rare exceptions. So today, we are going to start off with romance tropes. I live and breathe romance books, whether I read or write them. And Lonnie is... I'm not the, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the biggest fan of reading them. It's not really my genre unless it like is mixed with something else. Like my favorite thing is like action romance. It's literally the epitome of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie. That is the best so, thing. I have to drop the reference because it's books. my favorite movie ever. But yes, exactly. My books. books. My but books no, are it's your like, favorite. I, I love a good romance if there's a bunch of like action involved in it. If it's a matter of like, you know, they're they're fighting for their life and their love. Woo! It's basically <laughs> like all of Crossfire and Nuclear. Exactly. It's it's when romance is a subplot is one of my favorite. I don't I haven't read a lot of like a romance main plot books. So, yeah. You know, it really depends, but I should I should probably get it. So we are serious about sending those book recs. And even if they're not yeah, even if they're not romance stuff, if you have a fun book, recommend it. I'm, yeah, I'm game. Us. I always I always can I totally don't have a stack of books like three miles high that I need to read. Mm-mm, no, no. Totally I'm good. Not. <laughs> um no me neither, but, totally. I'm super good about reading my uh to be read list. Um, oh, yes. I did a video the other day. By the time this episode comes out, I will have posted it, and the trend will be old by now, but the Wes Anderson film uh, trend on Instagram, Ooh. TikTok, wherever yes. you are. Like, don't act like you're in a Wes Anderson film when you're doing X. Um, I did one of those, but about my TBR pile. Ooh. And I had 27 books. Oh, my God. That I own copies of there are some on my tbr that i don't even own yet (laughs) um and all of those books Mm -hmm. that were on my tbr i bought myself like they were not gifts they were not family books that i have just adopted into my so you're broke (laughs) so yes um but some of those books i've owned for a better part of like a year and a half or two years. So wow. yeah. But we both have very long <laughs> we have very long list. But if a book looks mm-hmm. interesting enough, like I'll pick it up and if the first like if ten or fifteen pages just captures me, I'll just keep going. Um but if anybody else is like Lonnie and the fact that you don't like romance as a main plot or you haven't like tried it out, I mm-hmm. would recommend um if you like contemporary romance starting with the american roommate experiment it is technically a second book but the first one is yeah a because bit what is spicier the... so i recommend the second and you don't even need to read the first one isn't it the spanish love deception yeah that's the first one okay. so elena armas okay. is I've heard of it. the author i love her so much she's hilarious she's coming out with a new book in september <laughs> and i can't wait to get my hands on it i have already pre-ordered uh and i was this close to entering into the signed <laughs> copy giveaway um, but that's beside the point. I recommend that. If you like historical stuff, or you're open to it, rather, and you want a main 
romance plot. Then look up Mimi Matthews. She has a gazillion different things, but I love all of her books. Most of them are Victorian. There's another one, too, that I can't think of the name of. Um, I don't know. But if you want romance recommendations, come to me, because I've had a lot. And, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, perfect. That's yeah, I no, I, I don't have any romance recommendations. <laughs> um, I don't think... Well, okay, uh, that's kind of a lie. <laughs> I read the Selection series oh, yeah. um, a while ago, I a long time that. ago. Um, it's It was good. My sister recommended it, and I re- she wanted to talk about it, so I read it, so I was like, okay. You said good, very hesitating. You were like, it was good. Because, because, because I didn't like it. Objectively, it was a good series. Like, it was good writing, it was good romance, but I just don't like that. <laughs> like, I, I don't, it wasn't, it, it was a little, it was a little exciting, but it's just, it's like it's America just and Max, right? Those are the names? I think so, the yeah. Um, people? So it was, it was, it was, it was good. It's just not my type. So like, I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't reread it. So, but I've yeah. heard that a lot of people write it. So it's not like a small series though. So I'm pretty sure it's not like, I, I no, know, it's, it's a good giant. thing, but that's about my experience with romance. So. Yeah. And some books are like, just have like a very minor plot of romance. But whenever anybody talks about the book, they talk about the romance. And so you think it's a romance, but it's actually very small. And... I have heard that is the case with The Cruel Prince. Um, mm. the, if you're on our side of Instagram, you might know that that is the guy with the tail in it, Carden. Uh, Carden and Jude. Yeah, Carden and Jude. It's out of yes. to Lovers. It's very fantasy. But I thought that it was like a lot of romance, but I've heard that it's very small. So oh, if okay. that's your thing, then go ahead. But anyway, so speaking of enemies to Lovers... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about we're, we're, blank we're to gonna... lovers. There's like a bunch of different categories. There's enemies to lovers, there's rivals to lovers, friends to lovers, childhood friends to lovers, and then neighbors to lovers. There's also some subcategories, right? Like enemies to lovers could be like old enemies from work or school. Uh, there's also, you know, the rivals. That could be anywhere from academic rivals to mm-hmm. I just saw you one time and was not impressed. <laughs> And I just you cut me in line petty. at Starbucks and we are right. now enemies. <laughs> yeah, like, it, 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 it ranges, and I find that a lot of people like these. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think one of my favorite things are the, like, the super long ones, where it's, like, the, the friends to enemies to lovers to exes to friends yes, to, yes, to, yes. To, to strangers That's or whatever. So funny. I think I think those are the, I mean, A, they're almost always really well done, so I'll oh, take them. Yeah. And two, I just think they're so funny, because it's, like, and, it, and, and I mean, it, it shows going, good, going, like, going. It, it's good plot or, like, good character development as well, because it's, like, you, you don't just do that and you're, like, oh, they're enemies in this chapter, and then they're lovers in the the next chapter it's like there's a lot of build-up when it comes to those like multi-stage blank to lovers and i think it's just it's so fun and i'm just like like oh so they're strangers and then enemies and then rivals and then lovers and then exes and then friends it's like okay (laughs) cool (laughs) but i don't i just i just really like when they have all of the combinations together i think it, it it's really well done and it's just it's super fun to just see the like the progression of the romance or the friendship whatever it ends up to like to be um stuff so i think they're super fun i think so too i love it when they do that um now i mentioned in the intro that i might alienate some people but if you've i think i've mentioned it on this podcast before 
that I don't like enemies to lovers. We what? No, this is a first I, time. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> um, yeah, and a lot of people tell me because they don't like being told that their favorite trope is a least favorite trope of someone else. A lot of people tell me that I just haven't read the right one yet. And I can promise you that is not the case. I have read maybe one good enemies to lovers in my entire reading life. And I've read a lot of books. But the, the problem is, is that the one good one that I read, I don't even remember what it was. I oh just know that there was one, but it, it but it was still forgettable, apparently. Mm. Gotcha. So that's my okay, point, okay. is like, Enemies to Lovers, to me, is just not, it's just not my fate. And, and that's, that's, I mean, kind of, again, thing about the podcast and we all have different, like, I like Enemies to Lovers. It's it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Um, and and it's just, I mean, you will end up liking an Enemies to Lovers. Oh, because Crossfire up. is Enemies to Lovers, so I, know. I will convince that's you. That's different. But- but it's that's, but like that's, that's the whole better. point. Some people some people like enemies to lovers. Some people don't. Like you don't have to. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with not liking it. And I think it's. I think the people who like are like, oh my gosh, why don't you like this trope? It's like because I don't. Because so, I just don't. Right? Like, why, why do you yeah. have to ask? I just don't. And and the thing you say always with tropes, there's always a thing where it's like, well, if it's done well, yeah, yeah of exactly. course. When anything is done well, it's done well. So it's like, <laughs> right. you can have a good enemies to <laughs> right, lovers, exactly. and you can have a bad enemies to lovers, and somebody can still just not like it. They're not comparable. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's like, you can like whatever you want when it comes to tropes and all that stuff, and sometimes it's not the same as what other people like. So I like enemies to lovers, Larissa doesn't. So that'll be a writergram, uh, yeah. controversial, whatever. What, what's it called? Writergram politics. I don't yeah. forget our own series. Exactly. Um, that'll be another episode for another day. We'll probably do a whole episode on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, just it's, it's, it's what you like to read. So if you don't like to read it, you don't like to read it. And it's not like, I'm like, oh my yep. gosh. And there are, there's nothing wrong with hearing suggestions and there's nothing wrong with trying. Like, obviously you read that, that, that one that you can't remember or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like romance, but I have read romance books. I've read the selection. I'll probably check out the American Roommate Experience ex- experiment at some point. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with trying it. And then you can maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll change your mind or you'll be the same it'll be like i don't like this still so it's like yeah you don't have to because you don't like something doesn't mean just because somebody recommends something doesn't mean you have to <laughs> yeah so. exactly exactly yeah my my main thing with enemies to lovers is obviously when it's done badly everybody knows what i'm talking about is like the transition between quote unquote hating to being lovers whatever that means for the book um, my thing is when you dislike someone, it can take just so long mm-hmm. to even be courteous to them. Yeah. Like when you have great reasons, like if they've wronged you in serious ways, like I don't really like the idea of anybody later on getting into a relationship with someone that they once hated. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. It's just weird to me. And when we do a whole episode on it, 
I will be going into further detail and using examples like <clears throat> Dark Lena stands and so <laughs> on. And I'll, I'll save most of this for that episode as well, but I think there's, there's a very fine line between fictional enemies to lovers and enemies in the, fence, in the sense of like, like, like abusive type of person. Oh, yeah. Like like emotionally, physically, yada yada. And then they yeah. have like a love redemption arc. Like that's that's not a that, those no, are the ones that's, that they that's not, not that that's not healthy. <laughs> that's that's like I think I we mentioned it a little bit. That's kind of why I'm not a huge fan of like the bully bully to lovers or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Or like bully turn nice go. Cause not that people can't have a redemption like that is, but it's kind of hard to be like hey, I got, like, you know, mentally abused by this person for three years, but now I love them. So I'm like... Yeah, it's, like, it's just Hello? weird. Like, what the Stockholm Syndrome is this? I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Arrivals to Lovers Rep when I come back. I need to get the book for Brotherhood. Oh, you're good. I'll talk about Rivals to Lovers because I, I've been... Technically, I guess Crossfire has been moving a little bit away from enemies to lovers to more rivals to lovers because it's a little tamer and yeah. with superheroes and all that stuff, it's it's a little better because of some uh, plot point decisions I've been making recently. So technically, I guess it's a lover rivals to lovers as opposed to um, enemies to lovers. So, um, but it's just I think it's I think it's 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 temporarily it's the closest enemies. thing to enemies enemies to lovers without all of like the like necessary negative harshes like rivals are very different from enemies and yeah. so and, and but you still get you can get a lot of the same like tension and stuff with yeah. rivals and stuff yeah. like those i haven't found any good ones but those like academic rival things they yes. seem so interesting yes. <laughs> see like with rivals you you have that competitive nature against the other person a lot of times you have the same goal but you go about it in different ways and you want to see who gets there first so with rivals to lovers it's that shared thing. It's that common interest. It's that common goal. But you're working against each other, even when you mm -hmm. could be working with each other. And it's that that gives the tension. That's exactly what this one of my favorite, favorite romance books. It's not like top 10, but it's definitely top five. Um, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's definitely top five. It's <laughs> not like the favorite, but it's yeah. called Never Rescue a Rogue. And oh. it's historical romance, it's Regency, I believe it's uh, 1826, so yeah, that's Regency. Anyway, it's actually the second in its series, I don't know what it is about me in second books, but... <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to read the first but, books. <laughs> um, but the series is called uh, The Merrywell Sisters, I think, and so each of the three books is about one of the sisters. And this is about the second one. And gotcha. basically, without spoiling it, um, you know what? <clears throat> Let me read the synopsis for you guys. Diana Merriwell and Giles, it's with a G. I, I think it's pronounced Giles. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody. And Giles Sinclair. Oh, it sounds like Giles to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Diana Merriwell and Giles Sinclair only tolerate one another for the sake of their nearest and dearest. Everyone believes that the two of them are meant to be together. But Diana and Giles know that their constant pithy barbs come from a shared disdain, not a hidden attraction. Oh. Which is obviously a lie. Of course. Diana loves the freedom of working at the newspaper too much to give it up for marriage, and Giles is happily married to his bachelor lifestyle. But they do have one thing in common. Secrets they can't risk escaping. <laughs> 
When Giles' father, the curmudgeonly old Duke of Harpenden, unexpectedly turns up his toes, it's only a matter of time before someone comes crawling out of the woodwork who knows the true circumstances of his only son's birth. As the threat of blackmail becomes real, Giles must uncover the truth about his parentage first, or else he and all those who depend on him will be ruined. And dogged <gasps> bloodhound Diana is his best hope for sniffing out the truth. As Giles and Diana dive into his family's past, the attraction that the two of them insisted wasn't there proves impossible to ignore. Soon, mm. the future of his estate isn't the only thing on the line. Dun, dun, dun. Ah! This is one of the best rivals to romance like I've ever seen, let alone read of. Like, they, they quote-unquote don't like each other, but then they have to work together to keep their secrets mm. and nobody mm. else knows and it's just so good the tension in this book is unmatched see okay i think i i know what my problem is with romance is that i like like just straight romance things because i cannot take it seriously and it's and it's like <laughs> like it's it's just funny to me like it's 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 really? it's not like it's i i don't know why i i don't know what it is it's not like i've i've got some like like hey i don't i don't even know why it is but whenever i like see a romantic scene and it's like it's like it's like attention whatever yada 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 when it's like purely romantic i just think it's hilarious like i think it's so funny <laughs> and i and so i think it's more like they're like they're comedy books but they're not comedy books and so then i end up like just laughing the entire time <laughs> Um, because it's supposed even in like even like not the super serious scenes but in like the like the serious confession scenes like they'll say something something and I'm like that's hilarious like that is so funny so I think it's I just I just can't take them seriously I think that's why I don't like them that much Uh, I don't know but that is so funny we'll we'll see I'll go read a romance book and see how much I laugh and see what it's like (laughs) yeah I'm like flipping through I annotated this book um, with really satisfying colors by the way I did yellow highlighter and a pink Ooh. pen and a teal pen. It's a, it's very cute. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's just very it's very good, and I love it. Um, now I want to reread this book. <clears throat> Maybe send send me the send me the title later because I'll definitely okay. forget about it unless I write it down when I'm editing, and I'll go check it out. See what my library's got. So Play. we also have classic friends to lovers. Uh, I wouldn't say it's bland, but it's just classic. Jessica it's, it's the same thing with like the contemporary stuff. So you know, yeah. Same with childhood I think same with childhood friends, friends yeah. and neighbors. I mean, it's I actually actually I haven't not that I have never heard of it or it's not I've never really heard of the neighbors to lovers trope. I mean, like objectively, I guess I knew it was a thing, but I never heard it like marketed very much. So good to know. Yeah, to know. I think Neighbors to Lovers is a fanfic thing, personally, mm. uh, and it's done very well, I do have to say. We did mention yes. in the last episode how a lot of these tropes are so awesome because they are just used as the fundamental basis for a fanfiction. Usually Absolutely. it's just like a one done, one and done thing, but you get that sense of... I view fanfiction like shopping. It just, you know, on <laughs> the website... And you know what you like, so you don't have to look at things that you know you're not going to like. And once you find a brand or an author that you love, you keep going back to them. You know, you got to be loyal. So, <laughs> Neighbors to Lovers, that's a good one. If anybody knows of some good wrecks with, with that, then please send
Yeah. I mean, we said this before. Genuinely, I do need to branch out a little bit because I'm a little single-minded when it comes to reading. I read the books that I enjoy and that's kind of all I read. So if you guys have got good romance, good good fantasy, I'll take I'll take a I'll take a stab <laughs> in the dark. Why not? Um do do send the recs to us on our DMs. We have a Twitter. We have that now. Woo woo woo. Go yeah. send it to us and we'll we'll check out the books. So um, You know what we should read together? We should buddy read. Uh We Hunt the Flame. Because that's fantasy and enemies to lovers. Assassins oh. sent to kill somebody and they end up falling in love. Like, well, we need to read that together. Phenomenal things. The two of about us that. would. Like, it, it, it's crazy. It's a very slow yes. burn, obviously. Yes. Um, and it's young adult, I'm pretty sure. I, oh, I can't. Anyway. I cannot remember what the book is right now. There's another extremely long fantasy book that I actually have been interested in. Crap, what is it? Um, I think it's, is it The Poppy War? Is that what it is? Hold on, I gotta, oh. I gotta go look it up now. But because it, like, I don't know, it's, it, I'm not gonna lie, I've seen a couple spoilers because I've seen it pop up on TikTok, so, like, I probably spoiled the big part of it, but, like, I've heard very good things about it. I don't think it's the Poppy War. Am I? No, that is. Or, uh, yes. The Poppy War? Crap, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher their name. I was thinking um, of... It's the Poppy War by R.F. Oh, God. The Prairie and the Orange Tree. That's what I was thinking of. Ha- Kang, Quan, Quang. I yeah. don't want to. I'm I'm butchering that so bad, and I apologize. But, um, but I have heard fantastic things about that book. Um, so go. I think I think they um they put out a bunch of stuff recently. Yes, they did. Um, Babel. Oh yeah, um, I know that one. Yes, that author. So that author put out somebody something called the the Poppy War, and I've heard very good things about it. So I need to watch it. I need to read that at some point. That yes. sounds delightful. So then, more romance. Dude, we have so many romance <laughs> tropes on here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> romance is my favorite, and I'm the one that put this list together, so I had to. Yeah, we, we already talked about my favorites, so this is this is, this is is going into Larissa <laughs> territory. I I have, like, a I, I know a few things about it. All of I know about the romance stuff is anything that I watch in, like, Hallmark movies. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which are so funny. There's, I think that's another reason why I can't take romance seriously. I laugh yeah, so hard. Yeah, it's probably at because movies. you watch Hallmark movies to make fun of them. That's probably why. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the point. That's all they're oh good gosh. for. <laughs> no, ridiculous. there are some very sweet ones. I'm just, I'm just oh, not yeah, a romance fan. Anyway, okay, romance. Yeah, we could go the darker route with romances, guys, but I'm not going to yeah. because I don't like dark romance like at all. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard lots of different types of Dark Romance books and lots of quote-unquote good recommendations, but I'm never going to touch them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you send me a romance book, you don't have to make sure that it's, like, appropriate for teenagers. Like, I don't really care about the age rating. Yeah. But just don't I mean, we're adults now, so, ones. you know. Yeah. I just don't send me dark ones. I, I, I will not read yeah. Haunting Adeline with a 10-foot pole. Like, I just, no, get it away from me. Uh, and you don't want to know what that is. No, I, I know what it is. I'm on TikTok. It's don't bad. worry about it. <laughs> it's bad. Okay, so. I've, I've heard things. <laughs> we have best friend's brother or sister, best friend's ex, things like that. Uh, best friend's ex, I hate. I've never read it, and for good reason. I just put it on the list because it was, I mean, it's a thing. Um, but girl yeah. code, you don't ever date <laughs> an ex. Of one of your friends. Mm. You just don't. You just don't. Unless no, no, it's no. like... 
is it bad that I have a friend in mind and her ex was a crush of mine at one point? Is it bad? Because, <laughs> like, I would I willingly, I I'm not going to say who it is, but I, I would willingly go out on a date with him, like, right now. Um, I think it's more of a, it's, there's, there's an unwritten rule of girl code, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I think it's more of a, if you talk with your friend and they're okay with it, like, it's yeah, just, it's true. just talking that's about communication different. again. Like, if you're that's open, different. if it's not something you're going behind their back about it, yada, 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 yada. If you're, if right. it's open, it's communication and they have no objections, then I don't think it's a bad thing. But it's the, it's the, oh, I, I dated them and I hated, I hate them. And now, now my right. best friend is now dating them and they didn't tell me. And I was like, well, that's yeah. And there's different, like, with best friend or just, like, you used to be close and I just kind of, like, faded away. You're just, like, acquaintances. Like, things like that. That's different. But in books, I think a big part of the plot of a best friend's brother or sister romance um, or a brother's best friend or a sister's best friend, most commonly I think it's brother's best friend. Um, I think so. The whole point of it is, like, hiding it from the sibling or the mutual. Mm. Like, the, mm. like that. that's the whole plot. Uh, and it either ends badly or really well. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't read a lot of them because that trope to me is just very like typical high school romance. So when I see it, unless I know that the author is like really good, and or it's like an adult book, I really yeah that that does not make me like a book. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's also second chance romances. I do like those. Those are fun. Yeah, especially when it's, like... Or I like the idea. Especially when you, like, had crushes on each other, like, when you were in high school or something, and now it's, like, adults. And, you know, you're like, oh, like, we still have a lot in common and things like that. And, yeah. Also, next one. Subject of some of my favorite AUs in the Break Me Free era. Oh, yes. Soulmates. Mm, mm, Soulmates. Some good stuff. This is definitely fanfic material. 110%. 110%. I have read so many. Well, it's, it's always, it's the, it's the soulmate AU kind of stuff. It's the, I yeah, exactly. I love it. It's good it stuff. So good. That is, that is good stuff. It is so good. Um, yeah, I've read a lot. <laughs> I've read a lot of <laughs> I think, I, um, yeah, it's that one, that one's definitely more of, not that it's not, not that it's uncommon in books, but I've read way more fan fiction with that than anything I've ever even seen right. about. Um, like there's, uh, there's been soulmate, like, mentions or stuff in like books but never never as prevalent as i've read in fan fiction so yeah i think one exception is mal and elena i don't think they're like oh okay traditionally soulmates like in the terms of like oh like the matching thing on your hand or something like that yeah like in typical soulmate AUs and like fanfics but i think mal and elena are soulmates and i'm not gonna spoil the books for you but like at this point if you're interested in the books like how have you not read them already um, but if you guys know what I'm talking about, then you'll know like the whole twist of Ruin Rising and that whole thing. I think Melanie are soulmates. Also, they're like the best childhood best friends to lovers ever. Oh yes, in existence. Very very good. Very um, very good. I think they're soulmates. So. Yeah, that's my take. Yeah. I love my Lolina. Holiday, Holiday romance. Hallmark movies. I was going to say, that's the easiest to do badly, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, because the whole setting is about one of the most common things in this world. And it's a holiday. Like, everybody has holidays. A lot of people celebrate them. Not everybody, mm-hmm. but they're still a thing. 
the entirety of just about every industry out there that sells product does things for holidays. Like t-shirts, mm-hmm. clothing, retail stores, home decor, like everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, I find that holiday romance is best paired with small town. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm I think that you... is the cringiest one ever, and I think it's so funny. I'm going to give you the rundown of every single Hallmark movie or holiday romance ever. So, we meet main female character. Well, I've seen my fame share is... of them, I, yeah. She is either baker or small business owner or cookie designer or something like that. And her business, a family generational thing, is... Cough, cough, <gasps> Vanessa Hudgens yeah, is... in that one princess movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the business is <gasps> failing. They don't have an, either enough money or the parents are tired and want to go do something else. Then enter businessman. He comes in with briefcase and suit and he hates Christmas. He hates holidays. He is a tough businessman. And so then he he meets, he runs into female character multiple times by accident. He's like, oh, or he meets a small child that is related to holiday character, main female character. And he's like, oh, I don't have time for this holiday nonsense. This bu- I am busy businessman. And then... Uh, main male main character and then female main character start oh my gosh we ran into each other again or they start hanging out and they're like oh my goodness what what do i do now i'm starting to have feelings for her but then he's the main main the oh my gosh i can't speak the male main character is conflicted because does he go with a pretty lady who runs the business or his business because he's he's a strong businessman And so then he has some crisis at the business, uh, his business, and then he has to make the decision whether he saves his business or the business of the female main character. And then female main character is like, oh no, he's such a busy businessman, he could never have time for me. And so then there is a brief separation scene where you think all hope is lost, and the female main character goes back to doing her thing, and the male main character goes and like hops on a plane or something but then he realizes that he really loves her and then he runs off the plane and runs back into the it's t- the plane scenes for me it's the plane scenes <laughs> and he runs back into the town and surprises the female main character by like opening the door with a bunch of cookies or something and that is every single hallmark movie i've ever seen thank you very much i will take my leave <laughs> <laughs> Oh you guys god. never need to watch a Hallmark movie again. <laughs> oh my god. I Sorry, I guess I just spoiled all of the Hallmark. <laughs> okay. 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 So I know what you do over the holidays. That's not a, a mystery. I actually knew that before we recorded this, but... Because you and your sister like to watch them make fun of them. But my sister watches a lot of them and she genuinely enjoys them. Because they're that cringy. Meanwhile, I... <laughs> meanwhile, I hate them. <laughs> I watch some of them sometimes. But the only one that I've been able to tolerate is The Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens. And there's like two or three of them. And they're on Netflix. Oh, I know of that one. Uh, but Vanessa Hudgens, like, there's like two of them. They're like, quote-unquote, long-lost twins. I don't know if they're actually twins. Or um, lookalikes. I can't remember. 
And so they switch places so that the princess can enjoy a holiday with the quote-unquote best friend. Obviously, there's going to be a romance there. He's yeah. always loved her, but she doesn't love him. And so <gasps> when the princesses switch places, the the princess, who's playing the part of the baker, in a competition, no less, starts to fall in love mm. with him. Ooh. And But then when he finds out that they're switched, he's like, but who am I actually in love with kind of a thing? Anyway. Mm. So... Yeah. But the baker goes into the part of the princess and meets the guy who she's arranged to marry and the two of them actually fall in love, but they have to switch back at some point. So, like, things are happening. Anyway, it's, it's crazy. Oh, man. There's two or three of them. Then there's this other one. I can't remember her name, but I want to say she's the one who played it in Radio Rebel, and that's, like, a really old movie. Um, Radio Rebel cannot be that old. Hold on. No, yeah, it is. Talking. Trust What's me. What's her name? Oh, God. If I look it up, I don't Trust want to Trust me, it's old. Hold on. It can't be, it can't be that. Yes, it is. Look up the year. I remember because I learned about it as a child. And. It was 2012. It wasn't that long ago. That's 11. That's, that's nine years. That's nine years old. Shut up. Shut up. That is old. Shut up. That's old, Lonnie. I am, I am young Nine years. Uh You want to know when the first Iron Man movie came out? Dude, that was 2008. I Ugh. know, that's a long time ago, quote-unquote long. Don't remember. Uh, that's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay, so that's one Christmas movie. That. I think it's Debbie Ryan. I'm not quite sure, but it's basically the flip gender roles. Whoops. It's the flip <laughs> gender roles that you were talking about, where she's the rich mm. one. And ah. she's off skiing. And at the top of the mountain, her boyfriend proposes to her, which is the stupidest place to propose, by the way. Not Debbie Ryan. Preach. Lindsay Lohan? Thank you. I cracked my statement. (laughs) It's Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. I don't know why I crossed the two in my head. What? I think it's her. Yeah, what's the name of the... I don't know. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I know it is. But anyway, um, so Lindsay Lohan, or Debbie Ryan, (laughs) not sure, uh, falls, hits her head... And has amnesia and is rescued by the owner and runner, like, <laughs> manager of a uh, inn, like a hotel, like an inn. Uh-huh. And so his business is failing and she has the mm. money and also the prowess. And But she's, quote unquote, gone missing. Like, ah. you know, so when she mm-hmm. then gets discovered by her family, is she, like, gonna go and go back to her money, or is she gonna stay and save his inn? It's just so... And there's a plane scene in that one, too, and it's just... <laughs> yeah, okay. I I rest my case. Yeah. Small town holiday yeah, romances are funny. <laughs> they're very funny, but... The other... This past winter, I was in this one ski town, as one does when you live in the mountains, as I mm-hmm. do. Um, and I walked into this little small bookstore, and that's actually where I got this uh, Regency romance book that I mentioned earlier. I found Ooh. quite a few good small town holiday romances, uh, and they looked fabulous. I don't remember what any of them are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's beside the point. Um, then after one of our favorites, <clears throat> Forced Proximity, Ooh. they're stuck together in some form. We have one bed in a broken elevator. We have roommates. We have working with an ex who obviously is soon to be not an ex. Or oh, road trip. 
Ooh. I, I saw a list of like, I saw a post talking about road trip books. They kind of looked interesting. So I will, I will say I'm kind of useless book wise for this entire episode because the only way I know these romance tropes is from movies because like I said, I haven't read a lot of romance books, but my favorite Force Proximity, which is my only favorite rom-com. Like I also don't like romance as a movie as you cannot, if you couldn't tell from my, uh, wow. my stunning really? red collection of Hallmark movies, but no, the only, the only good rom-com in my opinion is The Proposal, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock. Fan, don't tell me you haven't seen it. That, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. Oh my god, dude, you have to. It's so. It's 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 kind of again. It's um. It's 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 business lady, and then Ryan Reynolds is like her secretary or something. But then, oh my god, it's actually actually as I think about it, it's such a stupid plot. So Sandra Bullock is from Canada, and. Her, like, her, uh, uh, like, her immigration visa, like, didn't, I don't remember the exact details of the plot, but, like, hasn't completed or whatever, so she needs to, like, get it done or find a way to, to stay in the country to continue working, so the plan is to go, like, pretend to marry Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and so that she could get, so she could stay in the U.S., and so then, so then they, like, go to his hometown and, like, and, like, uh, pretend to be, you know, new dating romance engaged whatever and so then they're like they have the whole like like fake marriage fake dating au kind of kind of deal and so then and then it's and then i don't i literally cannot describe the plot of you the plot because i don't dude it is so good it is that sounds like a delight only the only rom-com i enjoy and it's honestly just because i really love sandra bullock and ryan reynolds i think they're phenomenal actors and actresses so they're top-notch they're very very good and it's a very funny movie also uh betty white is in it and she's it, it, it doesn't it doesn't hold up that well it can there's a couple of the scenes and if you've seen the movie you probably know what i'm talking about but it's so funny like just the entire movie is perfection honestly i need to rewatch it now because i love it and it's the only rom-com that i enjoy and it is forced proximity and it's it's oh, not necessarily one bed thing but it's kind of a one bed thing oh and my there's, goodness there's, that sounds like you a need delight. to watch it it's so good i adore it it's such a funny movie um, oh my gosh and it's and it and it's really sweet too so i just i love ryan reynolds performance performance in it so <clears throat> love, I love ryan reynolds movies i need to watch more um mm-hmm. i would recommend one... that one a lot also sandra bullock i love her so much oh she she's is so, have you seen miss congeniality so awesome I don't think I have, but oh, I really, really want to. One. Anyway, so there's this other really funny rom-com with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And that one Velocity. is... Yes, that one is so bad, it. it's so good. Like, like it, exactly. it, it is so good because it's bad. And yeah. also, it's hilarious. Also, in that... Mm, oh that my life. god, <laughs> I love that bit. It was so bit. funny. That was that was uh, that is that's good movie. That's good movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie, but it's a good movie. It's like, really it's, really good. Uh, um, I watched that with my whole family, and <laughs> I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but <clears throat> my parents don't have the same sense of humor that mm. I do. Uh, and you probably know what that means. Um, but they 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 thought the movie was okay. And I was laughing the whole time. Me and my older <laughs> sister, we were, we thought it was the best. All the jokes, all the dirty humor, all of it. We just, we loved it. And my younger sister was like a little on the fence. Um, Cause that's not her humor of choice. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I just find that people under 30 years old are <laughs> a lot more receptive to potty humor and things. We're, we're Gen Z, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Okay. We are definitely okay. Gen Z. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a Gen Z and a little bit of a millennial type of humor. Yeah, it's, so, uh, millennials it's... like it too. I mean, look at how obsessed millennials were with The Office. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, I love The Office. Though. You know, I don't like The Office, it's, but whatever. Oh, I love The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't. I, I don't like Friends I either. I, I, yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> one bed is, I think one bed is a pretty popular one, but it's also people can like either hate or love it like very strongly. Yeah, I've I've only ever seen like the one way it's been used. It's the like the. You go to the hotel and there's only one bed. I'd love to see one bed in different situations where it's, it's I have not one just, for you, I don't know how, I don't know how, but it's like, it's not the walk into the hotel and you just have the one bed. Like, I want to see have more one for variety. You. Okay, so there's two two examples. One is in the Spanish Love Deception. Okay. And that's a fake dating book. And you guys should Various. skip ahead, but I know Lonnie doesn't care about me spoiling it, so I'm going to spoil it. So they're staying together because they're fake dating and she's going to her family's wedding. And so they were put in the same, you know, condo or whatever. There are two different beds. One of them is a queen or a king and one of them is smaller, like a twin or something. And so the the guy was going to take the smaller bed because the bigger bed was like where the bathroom was, whatever. But he's like Mm -hmm. super tall. So she felt Mm -hmm. bad and was like trying to get him to switch. But he... He was like, he was like, no, look at how nice and sturdy this bed is. And he's like sitting down on it and like being like purposefully rough to show her. And then he breaks it. Oh my God. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like the typical, like when you say he broke the bed, that's not what that means. But he literally broke it because he was sitting on it and trying to prove how sturdy it was. And he literally broke it. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's kind of funny. So I they like just that. forget about it. They just forget about it because the... Because... <laughs> yeah. So later on in the book, when tension is whatever, uh, it's at the end of the wedding. It's been a very long day. They're both very tired. So they decided to sleep in the same bed. Whatever. They're adults. They can be mature about it, right? No, they can't. Yeah. Um, things happen because they're falling in love with each other and it's a romance book and that's how the one bedroom works. So... Gotcha. It's really okay, funny. Okay, okay. Second, second, in book two, when the gang is going to the hotel room for something, mm-hmm. remember how the rest of the team works it out so that the two, you know, remember? <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. I do remember that yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So that's when there's several people and there's several beds, but there is one too many people for the bed. And so the other people, knowing that the tension is just too much to handle with these, with this one pair, basically set it up so that they are in the same bed together. And that's what I did in that book is two. that is very good. I do remember that was pre confession, and <laughs> it was delightful. Um, you should definitely go buy my book and read it because it's awesome. Go buy your book. <laughs> But roommates is a good one, too. If you couldn't tell, the American roommate experiment that I mentioned earlier, they are roommates. Um, And that's in, like, a New York studio apartment, one room. So, like, it's, like, couch and bedder in the same room. Um, Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) The roommates. 
And, you know, glass shower door, things like that, you know? <laughs> it's just it's set up so steamy. nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Stop with your dad jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, tell me about working with an ex. <laughs> there. I actually don't think I've read that one outside of a really badly done fan fiction, actually, now that I mentioned it. <laughs> I don't gotcha. know why I even subjected myself to it, because I could tell from the first few paragraphs that I wasn't going to like it, and then mm-hmm. I just kept reading, and I regretted it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, and then I like his road trips. But I, I don't road think trips I've ever or... read it. I saw yeah. it listen. I'd have to go refine the Instagram post. Now, I would be interested in a road trip one. So if you have any good recommendations, I would be so I think I think that's just a I think it's an interesting take on it. So if you have any road trip recommendations, please give them to me because yes. I think that'd be fun. So um, I think so too. Okay. Fun. This one is perfection. <laughs> perfection. I love the sunshine and grumpy trope. It's a lot of my ships are like that. And it's kind of funny, uh, just because I think it's really exciting. Like I, I or not exciting. I think it's a th- it's a good play on dynamics. I really think you can have some really cool character interactions and dynamics in there. Plus, it's just so much fun. Like, like I don't, I don't it even is. know. I, I don't, I don't think I like the extremes, like extremely sunshine and extremely grumpy. Like that, just I don't know if it meshes very well. But I like, I like the except for basic. Kazan and Nesh. Oh, of course, like of the course, best ones. yes. Yes, okay, I love um, that. But See, also, oh, Nikolai oh. and Zoya are really, really good Sunshiny Grumpy. Um, he has his own grumpy potential, but for the most part, mm-hmm. he's very sunshine. And Zoya is just so not. <laughs> I love I need them. to, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten, um, I need to read, what's the, what's the third series? The Rule of Wolves? Yeah, that King one. Scars, I, yeah. I need to read those. I haven't read those. It's yet. so good. Um, I know. I'm I'm they I've been working so through I've been working through Six of Crows again a second time because I love it and I just I started reading it while I was in college and I just haven't had a chance to come back since I've been home. So I need to redo it but um or keep reading. But I love 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 it. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is very specific, but I think it's I think it needs an honorable mention. Single dads mm-hmm. or moms meet someone and the kids do or do not like them. Like I've and that's seen the whole plot. A lot of tropes with that. A lot of books with tropes like that. Yeah. I think that is really, really good. Um, there's this one movie with. I think it's cheaper by the dozen. I think that's the name of it. That's a really good one. Is that the one with Steve Martin? Would they have like no. the twelve kids? I think. I think Steve that is Martin. Che- Maybe I'm crossing them in my head. No, no, cheaper by the dozen. That has what's his face in it. Um. His name is so... Yeah, weird. Cheaper by the Dozen is Steve Martin with a bunch of kids. Okay, I'm thinking of Steve different. Martin and Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff? Really? Oh my gosh. No. No, no that's I'm, a kid. Sorry. I'm oh, no, thinking not, I have of, no idea. I'm thinking of... Oh my gosh, the name is going to come to me. Hold on. What is his name? Why does it have a 24% on Rotten... Cheaper by the Dozen is not a bad movie. I like it. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's dumb. No, me neither. It's not Daniel Craig. I don't know why my brain is thinking Daniel Craig, because it's not. It's. Do um, you remember anything about it? Yeah, but I'm trying to remember that. Oh my gosh, what is his... He's so close, too. It's like on the tip of... I'm trying to think of other stuff he's in. 
my dad really likes him, too. Oh my god, this is gonna drive me nuts. He's a military dad. And they all live... I don't know if it's by the lighthouse or something, but it's like by the water. And he has a bunch of kids. And his new girlfriend or fiancé or wife has a bunch of kids. And when they all move in together, she's a very lax mom. And he's like very strict. So it's like the kids hate each other and are trying to get them to break up. Like the whole movie. Oh, it's okay. so um, funny. But I don't remember his name. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to Google something to help that up, and I get, I'm getting titles like Psychiatric Effects of Military Deployment on Children. Hey, is it um, yours, mine, and ours? I don't think so. Who's in that? Um, Dennis Quaid? Yes! That's his name! It's Dennis Quaid! Okay. I don't know if that's I, the name of the movie, but that's that's him! Dennis Quaid! Yours, my, yours, mine, and ours is a widowed Coast Guard admiral and a widowed handbag yes. designer fall in love and yes. marry much to the dismay of his eight and her ten children. Yes, they have 18 children between the two of them, and the kids hate hates the other ones that's funny i'll, I'll watch it's that, that looks so like fun. funny it's so classic too i love it my dad loves that movie yeah i yeah anyway yeah <laughs> I, I i i like the idea <laughs> we spent so long on that i like the idea of um of the i i think the i think the single mom single dad single parent trope is 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 very sweet i mean i've i've never really seen one with like a bad ending um, I haven't read too many, but I've, like, seen a couple. I think it's very sweet. Um, yeah, uh, um, I think it's a good one. I don't know. I think it's fun. So, this, uh, this one is uh, pretty... I know it's controversial sometimes, so I don't know what my opinions are on it. So, while I think of my opinions, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we talk about the controversial one, there's there's uh, sworn off on a relationship. Like, one of them is... Um, oh, right, right, right. One of them is just, like, No. Absolute no. And then somebody comes in and surprises them. I find that works pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think I I think I did that, actually. In <laughs> book two. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the controversial one, quote unquote controversial, is the pregnancy trope. Uh, whether that's planned or a surprise. And I know mm -hmm. a few people that have said, Why is this even considered a trope? You know, like it's something that just happens. Um mm -hmm. And, to, uh, but if you use that logic, you have to do that off of every other trope in existence. Like, a lot yeah. of people go from friends to lovers. Most people do, actually. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like, a lot of college students go through the one-bed trope. Like... <laughs> You know, like you're not gonna you're people... not gonna find a couple down the street that went from strangers to rivals to enemies to exes to lovers to friends. Like it's just not as common. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. So opinions, right? My opinion on the pregnancy trope is that it shouldn't be used to cheapen a character's dynamic or arc. Mm -hmm. I don't think any trope however, should be used to do that. Yeah. Um, because when you, when a woman gets pregnant and wants to raise the baby, most oftentimes the pregnancy trope is used in a happy ending, in like mm -hmm. a last chapter or an epilogue or the last few chapters, 
where the other love interests, you know, the guy, like, they're raising it together, they're going to start a family, things like that. But it's often used to cut off the book or cut Mm -hmm. off her character development as if when she has a child or when she gets pregnant, she stops being her own person. And that is not true at all of any woman that has ever gotten pregnant. Like, their Mm -hmm. life continues on. My mother has had three children, and she has her own hobbies and interests completely separate from our hobbies and interests. Because that's how people work. You can procreate and still live a life that is... You mean my life doesn't end when I have a kid? Like, you know, so the only, the only, and in my opinion, it is really the only bad way you can do that trope is when you cut off a woman's character arc or you cut off the story. I think Mm -hmm. any other book, if you throw in a pregnancy in there, it's not going to turn me away from the book. It's not. Um, I might not start it by choice, knowing that, for example, maybe it's like a single mom or a single dad kind of thing. Because I read to escape the real world and I don't want children in my books. Simple. Point blank. <laughs> that's just my that's my reading style. A lot of people mm-hmm. aren't like that. You know, they're fine with reading things with kids in it. Um, like with little siblings of main characters. There are mm-hmm. very, very few books that I have read where that is the case and I still like them. Untailable mm, gotcha. by MC Pending is one of them. Yes. Where there are several, several children in there, and I absolutely adore them. And then there's one that hasn't been published yet that I beta read for a friend called The Sun Leads Back to You. And that one has, like, a bunch of siblings. So it can be done, but that doesn't, that's not necessarily a pregnancy trope, obviously. Yeah, Um, yeah. From what I've heard, people take their hatred of that trope to the extreme using the exact same reasonings that I just talked about, where it cuts a woman's character arc off or the story off. And or they read to escape reality and they don't want kids in the books. Yeah. But there are a lot of elements in fiction that are directly from reality. And you don't see people talking about those. Right, exactly. You don't see people talking about those. Like, oh, I read to escape reality and in this one, taxes are mentioned. Like, you don't just (laughs) say that about a book. You know what I mean? What's the thing? There's only two things in life that are guaranteed death and taxes. So. Like, you know You're what I mean? You're never escaping taxes. Sorry, babes. So if you, if, you, if you are a pregnancy trope hater, I just want to say, like, do you say that about every single other trope that takes you out of the fictional part? Because if you don't, then you have no right to say that you are mm-hmm. hating on the pregnancy trope because of this. Like, you got to be consistent <laughs> with your, you know... <laughs> yeah, like be consistent with your hatred. <laughs> you know, like exactly. No, I'm like, kidding, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I haven't like like I've said I haven't read enough of it or even seen enough movies. I guess with the with the pregnancy shows to really have an opinion on it. I'm impartial to it. I mean, I absolutely agree with what you said. If it if and the, and the same thing with any type of trope. If any type of trope shortens a character's arc, then that's not the point of a trope like a trope is a situation the characters are in like it's not something that should be definitive of their character so if the only character arc that your character had that the that this this female had was that was pregnant like i i I don't know so 
but I'm kind of impartial on it. I, I haven't read anything about it. I mean, like, I think it's I think it's fine. If it works well with the character, then absolutely, like, go for it. So I just haven't read enough or seen enough of it to really have an opinion. But, but yeah, especially if you get into, like, romance books and stuff, and especially contemporary, you're going to see a lot of, like, reality type in books. Like, exactly. you know, if you're... If you're if you're watching a, if you're reading a sci-fi romance, I guess, you know, maybe it's not the first thing that comes to mind, but especially if you're reading contemporary, like, you know, that's, I don't know. So I think it's pros and cons. They all do. Yeah. I mean, again, the American Mermaid experiment, like that has some real life elements because it has family members that harp on the main character for not having a boyfriend yet. And so that's something a lot, a lot of people can relate to, especially adults or if they're the last of their siblings to get married, things like that. Uh, my mom was the last one of her siblings, of her four siblings, to get married. And so, I don't know if her grand, if I don't know if my grandparents ever mentioned it to her. But, like, if my mom picked up that book, she'd be like, <laughs> yep. You know? <laughs> so, things like that. Um, I don't want to spoil my own book series, because that would just be, like, the worst. Uh, but I also haven't been keeping it a secret, either, uh, that there will be a child. In the Ivankov books, at some point, and Ooh. it will be a, the child, said child, will be a very important part. And I'm not gonna go further into that. Although you okay. might be like, okay. Larissa, okay. you brought it up with the pregnancy trope, so obviously, okay, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Like I know what you guys are thinking, but <laughs> I have also chosen to arrange said plot in books so that it doesn't end up on a cliffhanger, and people don't choose mm. to read the next one because they know a child is gonna be. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Okay, okay. If by the end you have reached the end of book two and there isn't a child, you're safe. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, you're safe. So you're fine. Um, But, again, I don't want to spoil my own book series, but personally, I have made sure to develop a lot of other characters, including the pregnant one, and making sure that everybody is, that this child is not cheapening any of their characters Mm -hmm. because in real life that's you know you still keep having Mm -hmm. a life when you're pregnant and when you have the baby like um especially for people who are in loving and healthy relationships how do you think the baby got there like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so (gasps) what (laughs) explain the birds and the bees (laughs) explain it (laughs) so um no so yeah there are there are some also, I like it when a pregnancy trope arrives in a book, and they use it to develop the relationship between, hmm. like, the mom and the dad. Gotcha, um, gotcha. When that unexpected news, right, mm-hmm. or, like, having that conversation, you know, it's a huge thing. Because you're not just talking about health and, like, bringing a child into the world. You're talking about, like, for the next 18 plus years, like, you can never go back. Just a huge conversation yeah. to have. And um, I love it when books do it right. It's just amazing. So Yeah, I, I do. I do. As someone who has a whole book about a pseudo family coming together, it comes in. I think the pregnancy trope or at least kids within a romance can come in very much like a found family type of situation, which oh, I do yeah. really enjoy. Like people who have like like people who have kids or, or something like that or adopt a child like or single like you know parents who find love. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think I think that's very fun. But I also I enjoy seeing kids in books. Like like I 
that I don't know. I, it's it's fun. It's something that's who's writes found family and like you know writes like family family type of stuff. Um, I think it's I think it's very cute and I, and I agree. I think it really can add to certain romances and stuff. Just like you you have this new thing to also continue to bond over and with. So did I just call a child a thing? Um, I, you I have, have a no new idea. child. <laughs> I think I said thing. Their childs are not things. Uh, I I, you have you have a new you have a new person to bond and with. So I think I think it, I think it could be fun. That's not always a pregnancy trope, but um, but yeah, I think I think it could be interesting. So yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And um, I just realized that what I had said a few minutes ago kind of seemed hypocritical because I said that I didn't really like children in books, and then I liked the pregnancy trope. So, just to clarify, just to clarify, I don't like main characters, like, main influences as being children. Like, I'm not going to turn ah. put a book down because there's a child in it. But I read to escape reality, so if I'm in it, reading a contemporary book, that's a very fine line. You know? Like, I would yeah. rather taxes not be mentioned, especially if it's around <laughs> tax season. But that's beside <laughs> yeah. the point. Like... So if I'm reading a historical romance and somebody has like a younger sibling or even any genre really, like I'm not gonna put the book down. Um, it's just not my cup of tea, if you will. Yeah, uh, it makes me, sense. When you were looking up the description of tropes in the first episode, um, mm-hmm. there was some mention about motherhood in there, and you were like, "We're gonna talk oh, about yeah. that later." Because <laughs> I was like, "Why is motherhood a trope? Like that's just something that." happens to people that's like using like the high school to college transition as a trope and it's like you know what i mean (laughs) that just brought me back to a really good fan fiction actually of like (laughs) the summer of senior year with these Mm -hmm. two characters and like they've been best friends their whole life but just now the romance is happening but they're going Mm. to different colleges oh oh no yeah so (laughs) long distance um, that's the way to do it. Anyway, um, moving on into other romance tropes, you guys. Arranged marriage. <laughs> I think this can be done so, so nicely. Again, this is one I haven't read a lot. I know more of, about it than I've read it or seen it. So I just, I know of it, but I've heard, I've heard good things. I've heard, again, mixed responses. Yeah, arranged, it's really good, actually. I don't think I remember okay. reading it, but I've definitely seen it. Um, and you can go a few different ways, too. You can go, like, uh, characters have been arranged to each other since, like, birth, and, like, they're just meeting. Mm-hmm. It's often paired in fantasy with, like, royal stuff. Yeah, that makes there sense. there's some really good, um, Eastern culture romances with arranged marriage, because that's part of their culture, like, Indian, for example. It really depends on the family, also. I don't want to make a generalization, because I know full well that not every Indian family wants to or does do arranged marriages Mm -hmm. um but it's just a part of a culture and like a whole country or a continent right like america is very much like (laughs) i don't even know how to describe us anyway (laughs) for the sake of this argument that's what we are (laughs) for the sake of this argument i suppose i would say that america is very like individualistic and you know i think that has to do with capitalism honestly um and it's just like go to high school go to four-year college get a job and then you know get a family like that's just like Mm -hmm. an example and so the same is true for literally every other country ever so you can and oftentimes lump people together um but it's it's different for everybody so 
Yeah, but I really like arranged marriages. They're in fiction. They're they're they mm-hmm. do hit. They do hit. <laughs> um, different, especially when they actually like fall in love, like after the oh, marriage, yeah. and then you just ugh. It's the same with marriage of convenience. Like sometimes you get married, they get married, and then they fall in love, and it's just like oh, so yeah. good. What about the uh, like the the fake marriage? Yes, ah, oh, fake marriage, fake dating. I may or love may not so have. Much. Oh, fake dating. That's is in our secrecy okay, category. We can, we can talk about there. Yeah, we can. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. But um, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't. I haven't seen anything with the Vegas or drunk marriage in there. But that seems like very fun. <laughs> very. very it, it, fun. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, two characters either get super hammered or they go to Vegas and get super hammered mm-hmm. and marry each other. <laughs> Um, on accident. <laughs> but, accident. But Vegas is like the easiest. Accident. <laughs> Vegas is like the easiest place to do that. I feel like. Um, yeah. Anyway, but they're they're literally. I I've never been to Nevada, so I don't know this for certain. But I'm ninety nine percent sure that like there's a big thing out there with like Vegas marriages, and it's like oh, one yeah. of the Probably highest. Says, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean. If you're bored, go get married in Vegas, I guess. I mean, yeah. Tax benefits, guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do in this economy. I don't know. <laughs> There's this one... Again, I'm coming back to fan fiction. Oh my god. There's this one really good... Like, we act, we're, like, best friends and we accidentally married each other in Vegas on, like, a trip. And then... Uh, how do you accidentally marry someone? They just keep it a secret. They keep it a secret from the rest of their friends. Uh, um, but then it eventually <laughs> slips out. But they end up falling in love. And it's kind of funny. Of course. It's, it's of course, really, of course. really funny. And... No, I like that. That sounds fun. Alright, insta-love? I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, yeah. I don't think there's... I mean, there's... I think there is the... I don't think anybody is. I think there's the concept of, like, love at first sight, but to develop a real and meaningful relationship, I think you need time. Like, it's it's not yeah. a... I don't think there's a, oh my gosh, I saw you from across the coffee shop and I knew I'd spend the rest of my life with you forever. Like, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she says, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on this one. Um I think that the older you get, the more that you realize that a true and meaningful relationship comes with time. And so I think mm-hmm. Insta Love is very popular with teenage movies and books and like that are marketed for teenagers. Because yeah. teenagers, you know, if you go to public school or private school anyway, like you're spending all your days with the same people in the same classes. Yeah. And you're stuck, and it's not fun. Um, <laughs> and like you're young, and you're going through things, and your hormones are crazy, and your body is changing, and you're trying to find your place in the world, and just so many things. And instant love, like love at first sight, is just like a hopeless romantic kind of thing that teenagers can yeah. really easily grasp onto. And I'm technically st- well. I'm an adult, but I'm still a teenager because I'm nineteen. Teen, yeah. um, a baby. You are a not a child. Oh, shut up! Twenty year old, you old man. <laughs> um, you've just barely escaped the teen years. Okay, it's been like two months. Shut up. 
Um, anyway, so <laughs> no hate to Insta Love. I think it has its time and place. Um, and I also think it depends on the characters that are in there. Mm. And I'm not going to toot my own horn or anything, but I kind of did one of those. But it was on purpose because, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work out. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. work out. I'm going to cry. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, it's not my favorite. So but... it has its time and place. Yeah. Every trope. Every trope does. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, again, it's... I am oppositely. Not oppositely? I don't know. I'm a very big fan of Starcrossed Lovers. Oh, me too. It's good too. stuff. I I had a whip that I worked on for a little while that technically I guess falls under Starcrossed Lovers. So I don't know. It's very exciting. Yeah, well like whenever you think of Starcrossed, uh you think of Romeo and Juliet, obviously, and you think of Shakespeare. Yeah. Which um, I'm not, I mean, like, I guess it technically works, but I think that's a dumb example. Like, okay, it's more of, I'm not a huge fan of Romeo and Juliet, so I yeah. mean, like, it's a nice story and all, but I don't like it. Like, I, I don't Romeo, know. It just take me somewhere we can be. lyrics. Fun fact: I got proposed to in a bowling alley to that song when I was like. You got proposed? It wasn't a serious proposal. Oh, I was joking. I was about to say. But I like, like saying that and giving people a heart attack. Yeah, that was a little bit of no, a heart attack. No, I, you you cut out for prepared. a second, so I thought you said oh, prom pose. You... Oh, I gave you a real heart attack then. Yeah, so I thought you said prom pose, and then it sounded like propose, and I was like, hold on, your hold face on, hold on, hold was on. priceless. <laughs> you, yeah, because I thought you were getting proposed. Just priceless. To. You were like. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I was really like thirteen. For an audio podcast, there, Larissa, I had my like jaw dropped and I was staring directly <laughs> at her. But uh, no, I looked like very descriptive. <laughs> no, but I was like, it's like you got proposed. What? But, okay, no, that it was a joke. That makes sense. But we were friends. Gotcha. Uh, but it was to the story. It was to that song, Love Story. And it was really funny. It was playing in a bowling alley when I was 13 yeah. in July, I think. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it's a fun memory. <laughs> it's a good memory. I oh, laugh no, at no, it no, every no, now no. and then. Whenever I hear that song, I think of that. Um, oh, yeah. I wish I got proposed to, for real. That would have been funny, <laughs> I guess. At 13? Do you want to be married at No, 13? not at 13. Not Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, no. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> uh, no. Um, but yeah, Starcross, Starcross Lovers is really good. It's really... Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's sad. Um, also, I don't know why Hamlet is popping into my brain, because there's no romance in Hamlet, because Ophelia dies. Um, mm. Well, Hamlet dies too, but like... Everybody, everybody dies. dies. Everybody but two people die. You and your tragedies. <laughs> Every literally everyone in Hamlet dies except two people. Every single person. Yeah. Um, Fun times. But that's a really good one. Also, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Shakespeare nerd, so I would just like to tell everybody that you might think Shakespeare is like this really mature. You know, all these plays are, like, really, you know, thought-provoking. Doesn't he make, like, like dick jokes all the time? He does. That's where I'm going with this. Like, he's not really that serious and mature and, like, as everybody thinks he is. He's just really famous. Don't get me wrong. I love his stories. They're all amazing. But basically, my personal theory and the theory of a lot of other people is that 
Hamlet was gallivanting off in college with his quote-unquote best friend. And then, like, Ophelia, like, professes his her love to him, which I actually don't <clears throat> know if that actually happens, but hyperbole, go with me. Uh, and he's like, no, sorry. And, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> I like Hamlet. It's really funny. But, um, yeah, star-crossed lovers, you can't really go wrong with that, except uh, you break people's hearts. And of I like course. Doing that, so it's, it's the way to go. Tropes. By the way, guys, I want star-crossed lovers, Rex, so give them to me. If you know Ooh, of any yes. terribly sad book, other than a Colleen Hoover book, because I will block you immediately, do not send me a <laughs> Colleen Hoover book. Uh, you can, well, I already know of They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera or whatever his face is, and I've heard that's very good, but d- don't send me that, and don't send me Coho books, but everything else, everything else is fair game, because I would love my heart broken over Starcross Lovers. Okay, I'm done now. Thank you for your time. Yeah, Starcross Lovers is good. Yeah. It's a good one. All right, tell me, tell me about this one you have in all caps. The... <laughs> This is, like the, this is, like, I think the only one in all caps on our dog. This is the only one that I have in all caps. When the childhood crushes find each other again. And I did mention this, actually, before, like, the second chance mm-hmm. ones, where, like, you liked each other as kids. It's like childhood best friends to lovers, but, like, with a big gap in between. It's mm-hmm. just, it's good soup. It's I like soup. that. That that sounds that sounds very fun. I, I like, it's, it's like the childhood to lover kind of deal. It is. It is. I like that. Another really good one, guys is uh, when the, like, the playboy or the player, like, actually falls in love. Mm. And I think mm. this one is just, this is, my favorite trope is fake dating. Uh, my second favorite is this one. It's this one. Because often oh, yeah. there's, like, the second chance element of it where, also, it's just, like, what I like. Like, if I, <laughs> it's just, this is my type. This is this is <laughs> literally my type, so I have no problems admitting to that. <laughs> yes, I really do. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. I haven't I haven't read or watched a lot of stuff, dude. I've literally just been thinking about the proposal like the rest of this time. I'm so excited. I need to go rewatch it. I, so I'm losing all the rest of my movie knowledge. But I, a lot of this, like I said, I I haven't read too much or seen too much that 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 had this. Um, but it sounds like a very fun trope. I'm just scrambling to try to find at least a movie, but I don't watch too many. I think Alec Everton gives this energy. Ew, he does. Alec, Alec and Tux, very much. Oh, definitely Tux. That's a good one. I think the, oh, I, I alluded to this earlier and now we're here. So the secrecy stuff is fun. Uh, the fake dating and the fake marriage, I think yes. are very fun. I am a huge fan of the fake dating, fake marriage, even though I don't read it that much, only because I am writing it, and uh, or at least one of the one of my whips has that as a plot device, and I'm very excited for it because I think it's very funny. Um, I I love. I mean, okay. Oh my god. All right. I have to bring it back to my favorite, my love. That's kind of. Well, I don't know. It's not really Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it could be kind of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, um, I mean, it's not a fake marriage. It's a real marriage. It's just, it was under false pretenses. So, I don't know. But I think it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I love it. I think it's a very, I think it's very interesting and it brings up very interesting dynamics, which I've said like four times, but whatever. Um, 
And I don't know. I just have a lot of fun with it. So I think it's a very, very, very fun trope. So. But wait, what whip of yours has fake dating? Well, fake marriage has is nuclear. Oh yeah. I don't have I don't have I don't have fake dating in a whip, but I was gonna um, say. Do I? What what whip? What whips do I have? <laughs> no, I don't have I don't I don't have I don't have fake dating in a whip, but fake marriage is in a whip. I so. with how much I love fake dating, I really should put it in a book. Yeah. That'd be fun. But um I mean I have it in micro doses. Um Gotcha. There's some there's some moments in book two with my with fake dating. So that works. I, I, guess. I think I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Secret Admirer, that's that one's fun. Haven't again, haven't read or done anything with that before, but <laughs> I've never Yeah. I think I that's know. very much like a a teen movie kind of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like the like the, the Disney Channel teen films. Yeah. She's you know, she's a thing. He's a secret admirer. Watch okay. them. <laughs> so I know neither of us have seen Stranger Things yet, but mm-hmm. we also both really love Steve Carrington. I just want to say, well, I feel like Steve would be the one to be the secret admirer. Oh. Like, okay. he just gives that, like, give, putting something in the locker, like, stealthily. I also am thinking of that one scene with him in the locker and the sunglasses. Have oh, seen with those Nancy. Edits? Yep. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, like, that. <clears throat> this is, do not tell me why I thought of this Love right him. now, but we have to have our obligatory MC mention. No, we did. You talked no, about Untamable. Never mind. We're good. Okay, I was forgetting about that. I was, I was, I started to stress, you know? I was like, what are we going to do if we forget MC again? <laughs> anyway, yes, Steve. I think, I don't know. I swear, I, th- I thought I read a fanfic with the two, with Steve and Eddie, with one of them was a secret admirer, but now for the that love of God, fit. I can't remember, I can't remember who was who. So, I don't, I think I don't it would remember. be Steve. I think it would be Steve. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and find the fic. I'm not sure, but. I think Steve gives secret admirers. <laughs> I think he uses cash tips. And he buys them flowers and leaves them in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cute. Like, I like I said this was like a, a like a a juvenile trope, but like now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Gosh, I love Steve. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, okay. I really need to watch the show. I really need to watch it. I'm dying. Literally. Right. Same. Uh, but I'm not going to. Else? I just say that I'm going to, and then I don't. I, I do genuinely want to. I just have to, A, find the time. I haven't watched a lot of TV. I haven't watched TV in a long time. It's been mostly movies. So I just need to get back onto it. So, I don't yeah. know. But. Felt. This one has actually been pretty popular for a while, I think. Anyway, I see a lot of people liking this trope. Secret Royal or Billionaire mm. or Boss. Um, I think that's a really popular one. I I've heard of it. read it, and- though. Haven't, yeah, haven't read it. I guess objectively I've watched some movies on it, you know. <laughs> yeah, there are some more mature, like, adult contemporary romances with, like, Secret Billionaire. Um, I also feel like it <laughs> yeah. goes into, like, the Secret Mafia Boss thing, and I try to yeah. stay away from Mafia romance. Adult, adult, adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that has its place. Um, but also Red, White, and Royal Blues, royalty, not secret, but... I need to read um, that. I have heard very good things about it. I need to read it. I've yeah. I mean, it's really popular. Um, next one: workplace relationship. Mm-hmm. I was like the office, but I don't like the office. <laughs> so just any every every movie or book about or TV show about a workplace thing has a workplace relationship in it. So basically, 
Basically. Oh, I'm here for um, it. But there are there are some other ones that um, like there are other there's other plot and stuff. Actually, oh my gosh, I just said I don't like workplace romances, and then I just realized that. <laughs> mm, tell me how you're a liar. Tell me how you're a liar. <laughs> I can't. I can't expose myself to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Surprise! You actually love the trope now. <laughs> oh my god. No, 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 no. This is just a factor of their world. Like, this is just convenience. Like, they're just working together. Mm. Like, no, of course, no work of romance. course. Tell, tell nope. yourself whatever you need to tell yourself. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on, guys. Then we have <laughs> classic love triangle. I'm not a fan. Not a, not a fan. Me neither. It's, it's it's I mean like okay again it's this thing everything can be done well and so if there's something but overall it's not my favorite uh it's just I I don't if if it happens in a book it's not a necess it's not an immediate like put down for me depending on what the book is um but because yeah. I mean like I read like what the Hunger Games it doesn't that have a love triangle in it so like it's I not an immediate idea. put down oh yeah but no. it depends on how serious it is, I guess woo 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 we love Peta. But if it's if it's if they if they like spend the entire book and it's like oh I have this man but I also have this man <laughs> whoever will I choose like I'm like mm, no let me like at least add another element to it yeah I think love triangles are also a product of uh the genre and the time that it was written in a lot of like mm-hmm. 2010s dystopian fantasy things like have love triangles in them so like Mal and Alina and Nikolai. And then, there's no other love triangle in the Greek universe, but then you have Gale and Peta with Katniss. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the temporary hottie that is Finnick, but... <laughs> I am really <laughs> love Finnick. Um, you have other ones, too, and I'm not super familiar with other 2010 dystopians. Um, I don't think there's Percy any Jackson in Percy Jackson. If there, yeah. if there is, it's not between Percy Same and brainwave. Anna, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Um... What other... Divergent has one, I think. I'm not sure, though. That feels right. I think it does. But yeah, I've, I've seen less and less love triangles. As, yeah. like, the industry is. I'm, I'm not gonna complain. Developed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I think there's less and less. Now, onto our... <laughs> I wouldn't say least favorite genre, but... um, mm. Our less read genre, fantasy. There are quite a few mm-hmm. ones specific to fantasy or most commonly occurring in fantasy and some of these even can branch out into other ones I've, like i've seen them before but they are i guess not inherently fantasy but yeah i don't know i've seen i've seen both but i don't know if the first one is like technically a trope or if it's just a part of enemies to lovers but like you know when there's like a knife to the throat and then there's kissing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah not gonna lie have written a scene with that before um you have it's not with it's not with characters that Ooh. I've uh, ever uh, like shared with before. It's with a it's a few oh, other okay. characters that like um, uh, that I wrote for like a competition one time. So mm. I don't even think I used that scene in the thing, but I did write it. It was very fun. It was very interesting. So I I like it. I can see why some people dislike it. Um, it's it's definitely a little little <laughs> little edgy. <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> I have to. I have to. Um, no, I, again, pros and cons to it. I think it's. I think it's good where it's where it's good. Bad where it's bad. Ugh, whatever. But um, 
But yeah. I think it I think it has um I think it has some good good parts to it. So yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Then we have like very specific types of fantasy, uh, different types of mates, like faded mates, which mm-hmm. are kind of like soul mates, but yeah, different and also weirder. And I don't like them at all. There's like fairy mates. There's other supernatural ones, um, vampires, whatever. I don't read any of those types, so. Yeah, I don't inherently have an issue with those. What I do have an issue with is, which is a very common issue, is like those like three hundred year age gaps or whatever. Oh it's like God, it's like it's like the 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 female main character is like nineteen, and then the the yeah. faded mate is like three hundred and twelve. No, like, no, no, not even that. She's like sixteen most of the time. Yeah, like in young adult books, yeah. it's like sixteen. It's <laughs> so, stupid. So Twilight, <laughs> Twilight. Yeah, she's underage. Like you couldn't even at least shoot for eighteen. Like at yeah. least you had to <laughs> yeah, give right? us like sixteen. This she's like a sophomore. Like what? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I yeah. Hate it. No, that's it's 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 not my favorite, but again, we haven't read too many fantasies, so it's <laughs> what it is. But the the chosen one, I don't know. I'm kind of I I went for a long time not liking it. Like it, mm. it wasn't my favorite, but uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'll say that. Um it's it's okay. I don't I I don't I can't name too many books that I guess of I guess Harry Potter is technically that but i'm not the biggest fan of the harry potter series so it's it doesn't add or subtract anything from it so you know who knows but um i don't know i guess i i haven't read too many on it so i wouldn't know but yeah me neither actually um there are i feel like there are some good ones out there i'm trying to think if um the only valid chosen one in classic literature is <laughs> the Pevensies in the Narnia series. Mm. I think those are like the really, really that's like top tier chosen one. Um, gotcha. Yep, still need to read it. That's that's it. it. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I, I'd say I'm working on it, but I'm really not. I haven't read anything in a hot minute, so you know she's but I think I told you to shut up like four times in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's alright. <laughs> I'm kidding, I promise. Most of the time. No, you're not. No, I'm kidding. I know you are. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I I don't. I've never. I've never read anything with the secret hair. Hair. Oh my god. Air. No hair. Air. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Air. I promise. I know how to speak English. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. I mean, that's kind of like. I know there's some out there, but I just I'm not thinking of them. Um, oh, well, maybe this, maybe this applies. The first, uh, Knives Out movie, you first know? Knives- With the Oh, assistant, I guess, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. For anybody who doesn't okay. know, basically this old man dies, and he has a big family, and he's very, very rich, so is his family. Uh, except for one grandson, who is played by Chris Evans. That's beside the point. Uh, anyway, when he dies, he leaves everything to his assistant uh, in medical things, personal things, you know, whatever, who's, like, in her early 20s and doesn't leave a single thing to his entire family. And the whole movie is basically, one, discovering who killed him, and two, Mm -hmm. the family trying to convince her to give, you know, their money back, quote-unquote, back. Yeah. Such a good movie, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that movie. Then we have a redemption arc. 
which can either be done really well or not. Uh, there's a fine line to walk with the redemption arc. If you are a genocidal maniac, you do <laughs> not deserve to be redeemed in fiction. Uh, moral <laughs> things aside, right, if, you know, depending on your morals and your faith, right, if you're religious, like, there are different things like that, you know. Anybody can be redeemed, things like that. But in fiction, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you... <laughs> If it's fiction and you are the Darkling or Thanos or, um, yeah. I don't want, I almost said one of the guys from Twilight, but that doesn't really fit. Um, Imagine Thanos getting a redemption arc. That's, right? that's, a, oh my god, that's a Like, picture. put it in perspective, guys. Like, if someone has killed people and they want to, especially, like, family members or close friends of someone and they want to then have a relationship, like, that goes, to, like, in hand-to-hand hand with enemies to lovers. Like, you have to do it properly, and it has to be something that they can actually come back from. Yeah. You know? Like, it can't just be... I feel like this didn't even be a discussion, <laughs> but some <laughs> people genuinely like reading redemption arc stories where it's, like, really extreme, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's that's another one where I think it depends on the situation and depends on how well it's written and all that stuff. That that one that one and a few of these aren't specifically a fantasy trope like we did. Like you can find them in anything, but a lot of them are found in fantasies, um, yeah. just because it's a lot of like you know, it's hard to get a redemption arc in a contemporary thing because in a contemporary one, if your love interest is killing people, that's really not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah, it's different exactly. in fantasy, but um, but contemporary, your contemporary yeah. lover should not be a murderer. <laughs> no, and this um, is all this is all specific to, uh, not dark romance. That that is a very different yes. thing because people who read yes. dark romance are signing up for the darker aspects, and they know what they're getting into, and they either like it or they don't, and they're reading it anyway. Like that's your own fault, and so people that write dark romance, like, I think that's a completely different conversation. There are some lines that you shouldn't cross, even in dark romance, but that depends on how dark you're going to get. So in my mm -hmm. opinion, um, don't apply anything of what we said to dark romance, because that's a completely different topic. Um, you live by different rules in different genres. So we're yeah. just kind of like generalizing a bunch of these tropes. So take our yeah. words with a grain of salt. Yeah, and okay. at the end of the day, it's also it's as a as we said, I think at the beginning of the, the episode before this, this episode, these are our opinions. So it's like, this is what we think on them. So it's and if you think different, you're more than welcome to think different or disagree yeah. or agree or be like, eh, maybe I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, but. when you're formulating your own opinions, it can be a good idea to listen to other people um, mm -hmm. and see what they kind of think and hear their reasoning and stuff like that. So. If you really didn't know where you stood with a few certain tropes, and then you hear what we have to say, and you're like, oh, huh, makes sense. Or you disagree, but you don't know why, then, you know, that's your own, that's your own opinion, that's your own thing. Um, these are not, these are not serious matters of right versus wrong, so. Oh, yeah, you can no. <laughs> no, what we say is word. <laughs> Final choice, no, no. Um, no, you're allowed to make and formulate your, formulate? Yes, your own opinions on anything and everything so yeah this is this we we can't even cover all of the tropes so it isn't even possible for us to make a final decision on anything because we have a lot of stuff but that's not even everything so 
It's no. there's a lot. <laughs> All right, next one. We're almost done, guys. Yeah. This is our longest Dude, episode. It is. This is gonna be a long one. I love the reluctant hero. Love it. Oh my gosh. Sorry. It's it's so fun. Reluctant hero, reluctant mentor. It's so funny. Oh, it's 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 the best. I don't I don't know. I just love something about it where they're so like I think that's why I do I dislike not dislike, I'm not a huge fan of the chosen one because or maybe I am I don't remember. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm losing my mind. Um, the coffee is finally seeping out of my system. So, um, yeah, I'm getting to the point where I need coffee. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love something that where the person is, is so hesitant about it. So I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So. That's always nice. Yeah. But the chosen one, it can be hit or miss with either like, why are you the one destined to save the world when you're a 15 year old punk or, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So, But you can have a reluctant hero and chosen one as synonymous, the same person. Like, they don't really yeah. want to do this, but they're destined to. There's also mm-hmm. this really, good really funny book. Uh, I've read almost half of it. I don't remember why I stopped. But it's called Mrs. Paraval and the Fire Crystal, I think is what it's called. It's basically the chosen one, but with the grandma. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh, I need, to, I need to read this right now. Right and her now. <laughs> and her legion of cats gets taken through a portal and is destined to save that's, the world. It's hilarious. It's so that's good. I remember that yes. as like a Tumblr post. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was. Yes. It's like, I wish somebody oh would God. write a chosen one trope with like a grandma and her legion of cats and like, you know, like a knitting group or something. And then somebody, I saw an ad for it. That was that Tumblr post, and I was like, hey, they actually wrote this book. Like, here it is. And that's how I found it. Oh, my God. I need to read it's, that immediately. It's, it's genius. I loved it. I don't know why I stopped. But it was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love yeah. that. I got I to gotta go look, look up, up after this. Just look up Grandma Fire Crystal or something like that. But Fire Crystal is definitely part of the title. Um, yeah, Mrs. Something Paraval, I think, is her name. Um, okay. I will, I will I'll look that one up. That that's that's iconic. Provided you can read your own handwriting, but you just scribble. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I I can read my I can read my handwriting. Thank you. Only like taking half notes. Time. I've been taking notes on the stuff I need to do this and the spoiler warnings we gotta go give now too. <laughs> but um, most of this stuff is like really um, old, so I don't think yeah. I'll be spoiling it for anybody. There's, um, this is one is really good at fantasy, like a secret library or like ancient artifacts. So like some secret, like mm-hmm. location, <laughs> the mummy, like, yes, <laughs> I knew I you were going to love it. So, like, I love the mummy. Oh my gosh. I love the mummy. It's so, so Rick good. O'Connell is oh. such, such a <sighs> Guys, I, I have to, Size. I have to, I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. I got to meet Brendan Fraser and... I'm I've seen never, your picture with him. I love it so much. I've never I've never That's done awesome. anything better in my life. That is that is peak. I've hit peak. I'm downhill from here. Anyway, <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> um I do, I do like the evil version of a good magic or power system, yada yada, all this like the, the the very the very basic of the good versus evil kind of stuff is very, very fun. Like Star Wars. I, 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 I'm oh, not yeah. fully caught yeah. up on everything Star Wars, but um, but old Star it Wars, very, was. very good. Very, very good. Um, 
I just, I think it's so fun. And I like, I like it when it's defined. And I also like it when the lines are blurred a little bit. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, there's a very good, there's very good. Like this side is definitely good. And this side is definitely evil. And they're fighting for, you know, control power, whatever they're doing. And then I also like it when there's like the, I think that's why I like superheroes so much because there's either the there's either the very well yeah. defined or there's that like there's that kind of line. in between in the gray like that I think that's also very good so you can't you can't go wrong with that it's, it's just, I you, so you cover agree all the I so agree that's like Anakin really and like his transition yeah. into Darth Vader mm-hmm. um, but like you have him like doing all these good things and like living so well but like he breaks this one aspect and then mm-hmm. that causes him to really yeah yep. Oh, it's so good. It hits. It just hits. Oh, it does. <laughs> um, then we have like a quest. The quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, quest. The journey. The journey. Um, this is quite literally one of the most foundational aspects to developing a hero's like characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's this thing called the hero's journey. And it's this yeah. concept in literature and movies and anything really in media. Where a hero and a character has to go on these different things and develop and basically become a hero. And so a lot of times mm. that's done literally through a quest and then through an adventure or a journey. So it's really, really popular in fantasy and sci-fi, you know, all these different kinds of things. Um, like The Hobbit, for example. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love it. Also, uh, a lot of Marvel heroes I have found go through the hero's journey. And it's very, very well done. Especially Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Like, look at where he was at the beginning. And oh, then my God, right? And, like, Endgame, right? Like, he's a very mm-hmm. different person. And so he's de- it's obviously been a long time, but he's gone through a quote-unquote quest. Uh, yeah. So it's very, it's very interesting. It doesn't have to be a literal quest. Yeah. Oh. Then... I do, I do, I do like this. I don't see it very often, but the antagonist becoming an ally. Mm. That's, that's a superhero trope right there. That's a superhero. Yeah. One. That belongs mm-hmm. in superheroes. I like that. I, so I like that one a lot. Um, also, when it's like, this is like a light antagonist, not like super, super villainy, but just like yeah, people yeah. are butting heads and then you have to work together. So this could be like as simple as a rival's thing and then they become your ally. But I love this. I love this so much. It's so good. Rivals to allies to friends or lovers. Very, very good one. Very, oh, very good. Yes. Like yes. that one a lot. Oh, yes. That's basically that entire thing that you just described is the entire premise of my 1920s historical fiction one. <laughs> and I've talked about it oh, on the podcast, but it, it literally is uh, enemies to rivals to allies to friends to lovers. And sometimes yeah, I'll. That's. <laughs> It's it's that's also the entire plot to what of my whips and got a crossfire. Yeah, exactly. But I just I love it when they work together when they previously didn't. It's oh so just a few more to go. Immortal villain or immortal mentor, uh, which is Mm. bad if they're a love interest, but it can be really really great for anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I find this in magic books or fantasy related when there's some magic system it's like one like beginner's luck you know like lucky novice yeah it kind of plays into the chosen one where they're like teenagers and they're destined to save the world things like that um Mm -hmm. well that was a long ass episode (laughs) (laughs) 
And the problem is, I'm probably only going to end up cutting out, like, ten minutes of it, Max. Because <laughs> because I don't know how long our pauses were. <laughs> Honest, other than that, I, I loved this episode. This was yeah, this so is a good fun. One. A Just good talking one. about everything. Oh, my God. So uh, what, are I'm you, here for what are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, what's this? When's this coming out? This is coming out the 9th. So, um... No, this is coming out the no, June 23rd. 23rd. Yep. Gotcha. Um, okay, so the 23rd, um, Ingram is giving me hell right now, so it's great. It's going fine. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're going to yak of a lot, too. I am um, battling. I am in the trenches right now with Ingram's <laughs> I love part. that phrase. It's so funny. I am in the trenches. It'll probably be fine by the time this episode is over, but I just want everybody to know that if you've been waiting to get a signed copy of this book, I am so sorry that it has taken this and long. And that's all right. Stuff stuff happens. It's all like, good. But I feel so bad. It'll it'll be it'll be a okay. But but yeah. So nothing nothing huge. I think we are very very close to actually the release date. So a little over, a little over a week. If we're coming out on the on the twenty third. We'll be a little over the week. Uh, a little over a week until. The deck have been handed has been released, so we're gonna hope and knock on wood that everything has gone well to this point. But yeah, that's kind of all I'm doing. What are you working on? Honestly, not much. I'm just working through the summer, um, mm-hmm. working on my little fan fiction things that I currently take. Yes. Behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that honestly just like depends on whatever day it is. You know, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a few different ones that are rolling around. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm just working because I need to make money for college tuition, and that's about it. That's <laughs> Sounds about like it. it. Yeah, well, sweet. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the- like I said, if you made it to the end of this, I applaud you. Very, very, very well done. This will be yep. a very long episode, but it'll be worth it. Well, that was part two of Tropes, so that means we have to figure out something to talk about next week or two <laughs> weeks from now. <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But all right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Signing Bye. off. See ya. <laughs>Thanks for listening. You can give us a follow over on Twitter at BNHD, the books pod, behind without the vowels for live updates and contact with us. And you can rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at larissagault.author in my books and links at www.larissagaultauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore writes with two S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt and LJ Elizabeth, edited by LJ Elizabeth, with music by Larissa Galt. Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.